Hey, Courtney. Hey, Sasha. How did the astronaut celebrate after he graduated from school? I don't know. How did he celebrate? He went out to launch with his parents. That's so nice. (laughs) I hope they went to Applebee's. It's spoop hour. Later, they got blasted. comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies. This is Sasha. This is Courtney. And it's Sunday evening once again. We are again. very tickled by that joke. <laughs> just, we are having a blast. Blast. I just, we're not uh, getting blasted, blast. but we're hey. having a blast. We're having a blast off. Because we are the astronaut who graduated from school. And we're very proud of ourselves <laughs> for doing it. Good job, us. Pat on the back. Pat on the back. Before we, before we launch into it, Ah, oh, ah, ah. let's start the countdown. <laughs> you can find no. us on the internet. I was going to say you can find us on Spoop Hour. And that's that's clearly, true. You can. You can find, you us, can find us on Spoop you Hour. You can find us on the internet at Spoop Hour at Gmail. Oh, sorry. At Spoop Hour on Instagram. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot how to do this. We've been doing uh, this podcast for, for nearly four, four years. years. No, wait. For over four years. We over just had our anniversary. We our, yeah, we missed our anniversary, but well, we, we, this is, it's okay. We've done it for four fine. years. Four We've is not four the big years. one. Five is the big one. Yeah. Okay. So we'll just, we'll celebrate it in the traditional manner of fourth anniversaries everywhere, which is to forget and then make too big of a deal of it so the other person doesn't get their feelings hurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can find us on the internet at Spoop Hour on Instagram and Twitter. And Correct. you can contact us at spoopour at gmail.com. Hooray. Yes. So... Two things. One, whenever we tell a particularly amazing joke that tickles <laughs> us so greatly, I always think back to the person who wrote our theme song mm-hmm. one evening whilst drunk and telling people that he wrote the music to our podcast, said, are the jokes at the beginning supposed to be bad? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're actually really good. I don't know what actually, he's talking about. We're hilarious. We're so, so funny. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, seriously. And then secondly, I just remembered I do have something to celebrate our fourth anniversary, but we'll get back in. We'll get to that in a second. Hell yeah. Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Okay, I guess three things because we haven't, it's been two weeks. Yeah. So let me start with like the most recent and then work backwards. Okay. First spooky thing was right before we started recording, Jack and I are in the midst of trying to box up things that will go into a small storage unit because our house is tiny and doesn't have enough closet space. Right now, outside my door, the door is open. There is a dark figure looking at me hovering there. And it's the Christmas bin, the Halloween bin, 
a miscellaneous bin, and then a bin for Halloween. <laughs> and on top of that, a little po- cardboard box from the Pokemon Center. So <laughs> it's the size, is the height it's of a, a human. It's the size of a person. <laughs> and it's oh. stacked in my doorway. And I I would give out, myself four heart attacks a day with that. <laughs> right before we started recording, I looked at at the door and like spooked myself and that's why I said I'll save that for the podcast it's just every time I turn around out of the corner of my eye I just see this tower and so I just keep seeing like human shaped things behind me okay so that's the first spooky thing the second Yay. spooky thing is is not so much spooky it's just but it's still spoop art related I guess yeah. is that I went to a sensory deprivation thingy Ooh. My friend, and also who listens to this podcast, Julia, she noticed that I had a particularly bad week at work the week, and so she was like, do you want to go float? And I was like, okay. I do want to go float. <laughs> Labor Day weekend, we went to a float center in Alexandria, and it was bananas. And I highly recommend it, and I can't wait to do this with you at some point, because, well, one, it wasn't as expensive as I expected it to be. Also... And if you read the Yelp reviews, it's like the same thinking that I had, which was, this is nice, but like nothing is happening. And then <laughs> went to, oh my God, something is happening. <laughs> like, I feel so good. This is great. I never want to leave. I just want to float in darkness and nothingness and just sit here forever. <laughs> that was great. So that was like my nice spooky thing. The last spooky thing that happened way before actually happened to Julia at work. So we're back at school, 100% you know, students and all that. We have (sighs) shields on our desk. Julia was sitting at her desk and was straight on looking at the door. Mm -hmm. And she, it's closed, but she suddenly sees a man floating (laughs) at the door. And she was sitting with another teacher and they were lesson planning together. And she like jumped out of her skin. (laughs) It was like, oh my God, like what is happening? Because she, like, seriously thought, like, like could, could not process what she was seeing, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it turns out, she whipped around, and the man was behind her. Oh, which no. Which also makes it so much worse. It's so much worse, Right? Then. When you see that the person who you thought was in front of you is now behind it's you. Behind you. How did they get there Outside so of her classroom window is, like, part of the roof of the first floor of the building, and there mm-hmm. was a maintenance worker bent over, like, fixing something on the roof. So she, the ghost of the man bent over, and the doorway was right behind her, bent over on the roof. And nope. so, yeah, so that was ghost sighting number one at our school this year. I love it. Yeah. Congratulations on your first ghost, ghost sighting. sighting of the year. Yeah. I guess school really is back. Yeah. you know, ghosts. Unfortunately, right behind me, I have a cabinet. Oh, so that was, I guess, fourth, like, bonus fourth spooky thing. Sure. Cabinet on wheels. Two doors that shut with magnets and okay. then two drawers that only shut if you lock it, I have found, because otherwise you'll be sitting at your desk typing, 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 and then something will hit your chair. <laughs> no. And it was the drawer because I think my floor is on a t- <laughs> tiny bit of an incline, just the slightest incline. Thankfully, Julia has a master key and I was able to <laughs> lock the cabinet. But I Thank definitely God. was like, if this is going to be an all school year thing, I don't know if I will have like a soul <laughs> left. <laughs> my soul will leave my body so many times and just is not coming back. Oh, boy. Oh, also, we had our fourth podcast anniversary. We had our fourth podcast anniversary, and we forgot. And we forgot. How about you? What spooky things happened? Well, we had our fourth podcast anniversary, (laughs) and we both forgot, so that's fine. I think it was on the fifth. 
That sounds about right, like the fourth or fifth. I was clearing, like, l- l- cleaning out who I was following on Instagram yesterday and scrolled back to, like, 2017 and saw yeah. Spoop Hour right after I followed my husband. So <laughs> that was, like... In terms of actual spoopy things, mm-hmm. I have... Two, really. So the first, I'm going to go in chronological order. So the first mm. one that happened, a few weeks ago, we went to, there's like an, uh, like, it's like a fancy food court, basically, mm-hmm. where it's a bunch of really good restaurants that share a space, and you can eat outside or you can do takeout. And we mm-hmm. went to get dinner there. And while we were there, I saw my partner's doppelganger. <gasps> Yes. And I took a creeper photo to send to Sasha. I will mm-hmm. not post it on the Instagram mm-hmm. because you guys don't need to know. Yeah. You guys don't need to know. Because the doppelganger looks exactly like him. Looks and so just like him. We don't need to be posting his business online. No. Like, <laughs> I don't want to put that doppelganger on blast. Well, he also, but also had, like, you're not your partner either. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So both of them, not on blast. If you subscribe you to our Patreon, you've seen my partner because he oh, walked I, in during one of the videos. I but, was going to say, you don't get, like, we don't get to perceive as mortals no. her partner. Yeah, he's... He's unperceivable. You don't know him. He doesn't go to school here. (laughs) He lives in Canada. (laughs) He lives in Canada, but I swear he's real. So I was freaking out because I was like, oh my God, it's your fucking doppelganger. Look at that guy. He looks just like you. My partner, to now, maintains, doesn't look anything like him. And I'm like, he looks just like you. He has a touch less like... like My partner, Jack, has these like gray spots at his temples, mm-hmm. like very professorial gray spots, those ones. They look good. And, and this guy did not. So, but other than that, like, dead ringer. Like, Jack is breaking s- into my office. I cannot perceive is. him. Someone was. Your door just opened. Who the fuck opened my door? <laughs> oh, that was so scary. Because <laughs> Jack did not walk in. <laughs> I thought for sure that was Jack to say it didn't look anything like me. So, doppelgangers okay, are weird. Oh, it's the cat. Okay. Doppel- oh. Or his doppelganger. But doppelgangers are weird because, like, I know that my late Uncle Gary said that he thought he saw me once in a mall in Palm Springs and, like, Spooky. logically was like, this is not possible, but she was, like, a dead ringer for you. Mm-hmm. And also, like, one time Duffy was looking at a painting in her friend's house, a friend who did not know me, and my <laughs> face was in the painting. No. And she was like, why is Sasha's face in this painting? And he was like, I don't know who that is. This is just, like, yeah. some person that I, like, painted from memory. And so I know that when I... I've looked at photos of people who people are like, oh, that looks like you. And I've been like, nah, that doesn't look like me. But I've also had times when I've seen photos of people who are like, oh, that and looks like, like you. And I'm like, me. I'm unsettled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He didn't see it. I don't he know. Didn't see it. Mm. When he popped his head in just now to confirm that, yes, it was Benedict who opened the door <laughs> because Zelda's in here with me. He, he goes, it didn't look like me. <laughs> Except that it did. It did. Just fucking. If like we've him, learned anything from Welcome upsetting. to Night Vale, though, you're supposed to kill your doppelganger. Well, that guy, the doppelganger, had a small child with him. Oh, so, so he's someone's. That doppelganger been, is someone's father. Yeah, so it's like alternate universe. My partner yeah. who has like procreated and like led a slightly less stressful life. So it's where like there's like a little shimmer. Like yeah. there's just a little bit of like a just the universe is colliding. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that happened, and that was very unsettling. And then later that fucking night, I was double checking that the front door was locked before going to bed, and I saw a cat run across our dark street that looked exactly like Benedict. And I was like, oh my God, he got out of the house. Mm -hmm. And then I turned around and he was still on the couch where I had left him. And I was like, what the fuck is happening with Doppelganger? He was astral projecting. He was definitely astral projecting. Whereas that guy with Julia was S-troll projecting. projecting. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then the other thing that's kind of, it's it's not really that spooky. It's mostly just extremely stupid. So I've I've talked about how we have a downstairs neighbor that I'm not fond of fond yeah. of. Well, today the downstairs neighbor finally noticed that our neighbors on the one side constantly smoke weed. They've been doing this for months. I don't know if I've complained about it on the podcast. I'm fine with people smoking weed. I just hate the smell and it makes my house reek. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we aren't doing it, but now I have to pay the consequences of having a house that smells bad. (laughs) It drives me insane. So today I'm out on my, you know, Pokemon Go walk doing my thing. I get a text from our downstairs neighbor going, I smell weed a lot. And I text back, yeah, it's the neighbors on this side. They mm-hmm. smoke weed constantly. If the smell bothers you, I found the best thing to do is light a candle and spray some Febreze. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, it's not you guys? You guys don't smoke weed? And I was like, no, I have bad lungs and I hate the smell. So we're not we're not a weed smoking house. Like, yeah, and he's like, he's like, it's not a big deal. I swear I don't judge. Like, if you, if you smoke weed, it's not, it's no, it's no business Buddy, of mine. Seriously. Right. And I'm like, it's not, no, 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 it's not us. And he's like, because, you know, I have I have some theories and like I know I drink a lot and like I have some theories that like the house on the corner like the guy who drives the red Mazda I think he's a drug dealer. <laughs> now I was on my walk so I was focusing on like not falling over and also Pokemon Go. Yeah. So Priorities. I didn't. My first thought was, oh, does somebody else in the neighborhood drive a red Mazda? And then I realized. He means my car because I drive a red Mazda. So you heard it here first, folks. Apparently, I am a drug dealer. <laughs> oh, my God. And I lost my shit because I was like, first of all, Judgy McJudgerson. Second of all, I'm pretty sure you're trying to score weed from people who don't have any. Right. Like, I have some root beer, but you can't have it because it's mine. But like, right. that's, that's about as tough as it's going to get from yeah. me. This guy sucks. He just sucks. And thirdly, is a red Mazda what drug dealers drive? Yeah. Email spoofer at gmail.com. What, what, what color and make car what? does your drug dealer drug, Your drive. local drug dealer drive. Because obviously I'm not a drug dealer. But for, from, like, the rest of the day, I'm just like, I cannot believe that he thinks my car is the car of a drug dealer. My car has a box of tissues in the back seat because I sneeze. Yeah. Like it's, it's and it's also a very clean, nice car. Like thank I, you. Yeah, I take good care of my shit. And when I say nice, I don't mean she's like again. She's driving a red Mazda, not yeah. driving like a Maserati or anything. Yeah, it's like not that. like a Lamborghini. Like, like, right. It's, it's just it's a, a red nice Mazda suburban car. Yeah, like it's fine. You do errands in it. <laughs> it's compact. It's got a hatchback, so I can put my groceries in the trunk. Like, or your it's no drugs. Big deal. <laughs> or my drugs. Yeah. So the, I put all the drugs in the back seat. The only Obviously, drug dealer I can only afford to live in this neighborhood because I'm selling drugs. Exactly. And not that, like, you and your partner are, like, have people jobs. who can, yeah, yeah, pay rent. Yeah. Jobs. <laughs> Regular but, jobs, not drug jobs. Right. And if you have a drug job, good for you. That's fine. It's just <laughs> um, not our household. Yeah, it's just, also, Courtney like is not a drug this, dealer. I'm such a square, are you, you kidding really me? You really are, yeah. Who would buy drugs from me? Right. I well, have narc written all over me, even though I'm not actually a narc, I have big narc energy. You do. <laughs> the only drug dealer I've ever known, I only knew, like, Years after I knew this person, oh. it was one of those things where like stuff happened and I was like totally oblivious to it because I was like a 16 year old, 17 year old girl who sure. was like, da, 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 I like doing my AP classes and my <laughs> uh, like marching band and yep. Japanese club and Japanese honor society. I drink soda with my friends after school. We sing. There's a reason we, we've we watch been friends Disney for a long time. And, you know, big <laughs> cookies. And that's what we do. And we play Wario and stuff on the Wii. Like, again, like, no, like, that's why you and I have been friends for a long time. Correct. I found out after. 
after graduating college that a boy that all the girl or half the girls in my group in high school had a crush on. He would hang out with us in the mornings at my locker senior year, and he would leave his backpack with us and say, like, oh, I need to go use the bathroom before class. And then he'd go. And then right before class, he'd come back and like pick up his bag and we'd all split for our classes. Years later, I learned that he would leave his backpack with us because we were all these fucking dorks <laughs> and he was going and selling drugs. <gasps> yeah. Really? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So Where like, did he get drugs? I don't know. He was an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, I found Jesus. out years later, and I was like, oh, he, like, maybe he was actually, I mean, he was nice to us, like, yeah. and we, like, still hung out in the same groups. He was in, like, our AP classes and, you mm-hmm. know, like, mu- the music department and all of that. But, yeah, it was, like, years later, it was like, oh, he was, like, he would leave his stuff with us because we would not be the people that, like, security would come and, like, check their stuff. Yeah, because you're, you're a bunch <laughs> of squares. Because we're, like, sitting there, like, doing our Who math homework and, like, using, yeah. like, review card like flashcards for our like japanese kanji tests and everything yeah. it was like those, those dorks aren't gonna be selling drugs no one would give those no. dudes drugs so like <laughs> your downstairs neighbor needs to like actually maybe meet you yeah. and be like oh or see me with my car because that's the other right. thing he thinks it belongs to like someone else on the street <laughs> like somebody who lives a couple doors down he's like oh yeah the guy who drives the red mazda and i'm like not a guy who drives the red mazda <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what are we talking about today, Sasha? Aliens. 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 So, years ago, we did this back when we could still record in person, because I remember us sitting on the couch and doing the hands, hands. a lot. Aliens. Hands. Yeah. So, years ago, we did Aliens. Obviously, there's a ton of alien stories out there, mm-hmm. so we are revisiting the topic of Aliens. And in honor of our fourth anniversary that we both definitely remembered <laughs> and did not forget and that celebrated... In a big way, we have a game. We have a game. I made a game for the first time in a long oh time. Oh my god! Yay! Yes. Aren't we all excited for me to start my new job where I could theoretically have more mental energy to devote to game development? I'm so excited! <laughs> so this game is called Call Mulder and Scully. So I'm gonna read a list of ten symptoms or characteristics. You're gonna tell me if we need to call Mulder and Scully, meaning that it's a sign that you've been abducted by aliens, or you're going to say close the X file because it's not a sign that we've potentially been abducted by aliens. Okay. So this comes courtesy of Metro.co.uk and Vocal.media. So are you ready to play Call Mulder and Scully? I am. Okay. I hear humming sounds at night. Call Mulder and Scully. Call Mulder and Scully. Abductees report hearing nightly humming sounds both before and after their abduction. Ooh. Spooky. Uh, Can you dim those lights? My eyes are suddenly very sensitive. Uh, Close the X-File. Close the X-File. Seeing weird lights in the sky more frequently points to abduction. But sensitive eyes probably means you're getting a migraine or you need to visit your eye doctor. Yeah. The other day I decided to try watercolors for the first time, and I was incredible at it. Call Mulder and Scully. Call Mulder and Scully. Why are you so talented? (laughs) Yep, a sudden talent. It's something you've never tried or studied, so things like speaking a new language, Mm -hmm. playing an instrument, or being able to solve really complex math problems is a sign that there's new activity in your brain and that aliens may have rewritten your genetic code. (laughs) So... It's a surefire indication that aliens have just been poking around in your noodle. Okay, let me tell you, there was, I'm not very, 
I have to sit with puzzles for a long time. Not like uh, jigsaw sure. puzzles, but like if I if I'm presented with a like okay escape rooms i love escape rooms but oh, yeah i cannot get started until like 10 minutes in because sure. i'm like kind of collecting data and like yeah one time jack was playing the video game control which mm-hmm. is actually a very spoop hour game it's about the federal bureau of control and it's like uh, it's like the x-files basically it's x-files the game but there was a there was a puzzle and jack like could not get it and i was like okay good night i'm going to bed i just s- stood there and just pointed at the TV and said, go there, go there, go there, go there. I did it very quickly. And he was like, I cannot process what you just did. Sasha, you've been and fucking abducted by aliens. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I did that. Because, like, I just, like, said, can you aliens, walk around the map for, like, a second? that's how you did that. Yeah. So, okay, I've been abducted by aliens. You've I been think. abducted by aliens, Sasha. Call Mulder and Scully. I'm calling Mulder and Scully. I have him on speed dial. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. What the fuck? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I must be walking into things. All of a sudden, I have a lot of strange bruises on my body. Go to your doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, uh, actually, no. Call Mulder and Scully. Call Mulder and Scully, but also possibly consult your doctor because you might be anemic. (laughs) Unexplained markings are a common side effect of alien abduction. That's one of the most reported things. People will see like weird marks on themselves and be like, where did this come from? Like that. (laughs) You know... I used to hate Brussels sprouts, but lately I cannot get enough of them. Close the X-Files. You just learned how to cook. <laughs> yep. Close the X-Files. Taste change. And I put in the game, life, am I right? <laughs> Sometimes you're 15 and you don't like Brussels sprouts. And then you're 35 and you love and Brussels sprouts. And you're like, sprouts. you know what's good? Brussels sprouts. Also, it could just be Brussels sprouts have finally been like marketed better where it's like, yeah. oh, you pe- like people are finally roasting them and putting like yes. balsamic glazes on them instead people of boiling them. People have finally realized that the true villain of the vegetable world is kale. Kale is garbage. Oh, interesting. I mean, I don't, I'm not a kale lover, but that's interesting. Interesting theory. Listeners, what do you think about kale? Do you smell that? Everywhere I go, I smell steak cooking. Oh, uh, call your doctor. No, (laughs) call Mulder and Scully. Close the X-Files. I was going to say Scully's a doctor. Oh, (laughs) I did not know that. I've never watched the (laughs) X-Files. It's a spoop hour show. It it is, but I just never watched Mm. it. I was too much of a weenie as a kid. So space is said to smell like seared steak and raspberries, which is where I got the idea from. But smelling it on Earth is not a sign of having been previously abducted by aliens. It just means someone is cooking. (laughs) Yeah, it means your neighbor is cooking steak and you should be thanking your lucky stars they're not smoking weed. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Now now I just want steak. (laughs) (laughs) Because of the alien abduction. Because of the alien abduction. I swear, I just blinked and found that hours had passed. Call Mulder and Scully. Call Mulder and Scully. Lost time, classic symptom of classic. alien abduction. It means they wiped your brain after they were done with you. Mm-hmm. Don't like that. Mm-mm. Wow, I must have been so tired. I just slept for 15 hours. That's called being a person. <laughs> that was me on Saturday. Just 15 hours. No, the, the, the close the X-File. Close the X-File. Yeah. Sleep paralysis is sometimes reported as an after effect of alien abduction mm-hmm. because the thought process is you had a bad reaction to, like, the alien anesthetic. But being tired is just a sign that you should get some sleep. Because capitalism is killing us all. Yes. Yeah, so sleep more. <laughs> Fuck your bosses. Not, not literally, but just like, heck to, those guys, to, take a nap. To quote the Waypoint podcast, fuck capitalism, go home. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. I like that. I want that on the sticker that I can turn into a magnet. (laughs) 
All right. I think I need to start wearing earmuffs because my ears are so cold all the time. Uh, close the X-Files and go to your doctor. Yep, you probably have poor circulation, yeah. but you probably haven't been abducted by aliens. <laughs> I'm kind of on a health kick lately, and I just love taking vitamins constantly. <clears throat> Call Mulder and Scully. Call Mulder and Scully. <laughs> Some abductees report a weird compulsion to take vitamins after their encounters. That's weird. So they just, they can't stop themselves. They're just like eating vitamins. Left right. It's not, so, just because they're gummies doesn't mean they're candy. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down there. So that's Call Mulder and Scully, our first that game in a while. That was so fun. Yay! I like that. Also, I did it. pretty well. You did, because you've been abducted by aliens. Yeah, I know what the telltale signs are. Yep, because you've done it. You've done it, Sasha. You've uh, lived it. I lost track of the hours, and then I was good at puzzles. Aliens. (laughs) Anyway, you heard it here first, folks. Sasha's been abducted by aliens, which is surprising, because of the two of us, I'm the one who's all in on aliens. Yeah. I know you're like, eh, on aliens. I I am am on on the... I am of the thought that the universe is too big to not have other people out there or like other living things out there, Mm -hmm. be it people or something else. But I don't think like abductions, it's basically like, I don't think anyone's going to want to mess with our shit over here because like, that's fair. (laughs) Earth ain't shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm 100% certain there are aliens out there. Like Mm -hmm. absolutely. I think it's possible that they would come visit us, mm-hmm. but I don't know that they'd be interested in, like, people's butts. Yeah. You know? I just don't think they would be abducting us unless, no. like, yeah. They would probably be unless embedding themselves shit. with us, but I don't yeah. think they would abduct us. Say, as medium-sized cats who start shit and right. don't listen and open doors to scare yeah. you. Like, they're probably yeah. just collecting visual data and not, yeah. like, bodily fluids and shit. It's interesting you should mention collecting visual data. Mm. So I have one story about aliens, and it it really got me in my spooky place. <gasps> Ooh. It, it was, I was finishing up my research, the sun was still up, it has since gone down, but mm-hmm. the sun was still up, and at every noise I was like jumping, just because <gasps> it was just getting, it was getting a lot of my buttons. This sounds spicy, but it yeah. didn't get your butt? No. Okay. Did not touch my butt, because aliens aren't interested in the butt. Aliens say no to butt stuff. <laughs> You tell that to E.T.'s finger. That looks like a... Whoa! <laughs> anyway, pretend like I didn't just say that. Tell me your story. No, I want to be spooked. We're calling this episode, Tell That to E.T.'s Finger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready to be spooked? I, I hope so. I sure hope so. Okay, so this is the Kentucky Goblins incident. This comes from countryliving.com, wvlt.tv, courierpress.com, history.com, and Wikipedia. Give them some money. They emailed me the other day being like, hey, do you want to renew your annual gift? And I was like, I do, Wikipedia. Yeah. Thanks for asking. I do so, a monthly. Smart. Yeah. So and yeah. They, they keep keep doing it. So, yeah, just yeah. donate to Wikipedia. They're doing good Speaking work. Speaking of monthly donations and good work and things that need causes support your local abortion funds oh yeah Mm -hmm. i donate monthly to planned parenthood but there are a lot of really good people who are doing like the boots on the ground local work Mm -hmm. it's a pretty shitty time to possess a uterus Mm -hmm. if you have some extra money throw it at your favorite uterus supporters (laughs) all right back to spoop on August 21st, 1955, 13 people showed up, the ho- showed up at the Hopkinsville, Kentucky police station with an unbelievable story. 
Among the crew were Elmer Lucky Sutton, a young adult in his 20s, who was visiting his mom, Glennie Lankford, and his three younger half-siblings with his wife, Vera, his friends, Billy Ray and June Taylor, his brother, J.C., and J.C.'s wife, Aline, and a family friend called O.P. They were all crammed into the Sutton Farm, a rural three-bedroom farmhouse in Kelly, Kentucky, for a weekend visit. So this is like, we're talking like, it's a tiny, tiny farmhouse with a lot of people crammed mm. into it. This will be important later. During supper, Billy Ray excused himself to refill his water glass because it's such a small house, they don't have running water. So he goes out to the well. And when he came back, he claimed that he had seen a round metallic object hovering over the farmhouse, leaving behind rainbow-colored streaks. The rest of the family initially assumed that Billy Ray was pulling one of his classic pranks because they all knew that he was kind of a jokester. And even Billy Ray's own wife laughed at him for the absurd tale, being like, haha, very funny, ooh, spooky, meteor, some sort of aliens, ha 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 ha. But Billy Ray was rattled. After the family dog wouldn't stop barking and much convincing from Billy Ray, Lucky and Billy Ray decided to walk back to the well together to see if there were any signs that there had been some sort of metallic saucer in the area. When the two got to the well, they saw the flying saucer again, only this time it was dropping out of the sky to land. They made a beeline back to the farmhouse, but something stopped them. A glowing creature was emerging from the woods behind the house. The figure was short and human-like, about three and a half feet tall, with an oversized head, oversized eyes, long monkey-like arms, and talons on webbed hands. The body was giving off an eerie silver glow matched by the creature's glowing yellow eyes. What you didn't hear, what you're about to hear at the end of the episode, is my ring light fell and scared the absolute shit out of Sasha after I described the alien with its yellow eyes. So it's floating off the ground, it's scary, and it was moving toward them. No. So remember, we're in rural Kentucky, and it's in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And when I say rural Kentucky, it's like rural Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So Billy Ray and Lucky sprinted back into the house, grabbed a shotgun and a rifle respectively, and fired at what they would eventually refer to as the little man. The little man held up its arms, kind of like you do like when someone holds you at gunpoint, where you go like, hey, yeah, I'm yeah, not doing anything. I don't have anything in my hands. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. But... It seemed impervious to the bullets being fired at it. Eventually, it did a backflip and disappeared into the darkness. Yeet. <laughs> so Billy Ray and Lucky are like, holy shit, mm-hmm. what, what the fuck did just we happened? Just so they go back into the farmhouse and they started to relay what they had seen. But Glennie, remember, she's Lucky's mom. She's uh-huh. a widow. She's got some young children. She stops him. And keep in mind, Glennie is a very practical woman. She'd lived on this property for decades. And in her words, she's not about to be scared off by some tiny man. <laughs> so she's like, listen, Lucky, you got to hold on this like otherworldly garden thing. Kids go to bed. So she sent the kids off to bed because she didn't want the younger half siblings to get upset. Mm hmm. And then Billy Ray and Lucky explained what just happened, and they stationed themselves, one at the front door and one at the back with their weapons. Glennie still thought it was a prank, though, so she's like, wow, you guys are really committing to this bit. Like, ha ha, very funny, there was a little man and you shot at him, ha ha ha. And now you're going to stand there all night just to scare us. Mm-mm. And she, she told them, I will not be scared in my own house. 
Glennie knew beca- because of the kind of person her son was, she was like, I am not going to be able to get lucky to back down. If this is a prank, he's going to dig his heels in and be like, no, mom, we saw an alien. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I will talk to Billy Ray. I might be able to get through to him. So she approaches him while he's standing at the back door. Mm-hmm. And she asks him, what, what kind of game are you playing? Like, why are you bothering with this elaborate joke? And Billy Ray very solemnly looked her in the eye and said, Miss Glennie, I hope you don't have to find out. <sighs> So now all of the adults Mm. are sitting in the living room. The younger siblings are off in their room sleeping. Mm -hmm. The family is tensely waiting for something to happen or for the prank to reveal itself. You know, for Lucky and Billy Ray to say, ha ha, gotcha. Just kidding. Just kidding. You should see your faces. And then a three foot tall figure appeared in the doorway. No. Glennie was the first to spot it and screamed. And the family came running as Billy Ray shot the interloper, busting a hole in the screen door. Oh. He then stepped out onto the porch and felt a clawed hand grazing his hair from up on the roof. No! One of the family members yanked Billy Ray back inside the house as Lucky stepped outside and fired at the roof. The family watched as the creature he shot rolled off the roof and ran to the woods, seemingly uninjured or even slowed down. <sighs> Another creature appeared in the tree, but after being shot, it merely floated to the ground and disappeared into the woods. Uh. It's worth noting at this point that Sutton Farm had neighbors that were about a quarter of a mile away Mm -hmm. to the north. And around this time, they were reporting seeing lights in the woods behind the farm. They thought one of the family's pigs had gotten out and they were all going out to look for it Uh because it was nighttime. So they thought it was flashlights. And then they heard gunshots later. And so they thought, oh, it must be like a bobcat is trying to get whatever livestock escaped. So they're, they're shooting at the bobcat so they can rescue the livestock. So just, you know, as an aside, some corroborating evidence. Right, that, like, okay, people heard this commotion. There's lights, there's gunshots. Yeah, like, you don't just fire your gun into the night for no reason. Nope. Back in the living room, a pair of glowing eyes and a set of talons appeared at the window. JC shot at it through the glass, then Billy Ray followed with another shot, and this creature backflipped and ran off. Glenny, now terrified and believing that this is not a prank, started to pray, fearing that the devil himself had sent the creatures. The gunshots had woken up the younger members of the family, so they're now in the living room, too, and they're looking to their mom for comfort. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I think I speak for everyone. One of the scariest things when you're a kid is seeing your parents genuinely scared. Yeah. Because I think... Generally, most parents try to be, like, the brave face. Everything's going to be fine, kid. Mm -hmm. Those moments when they're, like, actually upset and scared, game over. Yeah, seriously. seeing your mom praying because she's pretty sure there's demons outside, not great. Mm -mm. At the urging of Lucky, the women and children moved to the back room of the house to hide, except for Glenny, who wanted to get a second look at the creatures that were terrorizing her home. Lucky and Billy Ray went out to patrol the front yard while J.C., O.P., and Glennie waited inside for something to happen. The men spotted one of the little men perched in a maple tree above them, but when they shot at it, the creature merely floated off. The bullets pinged off its body with a metallic sound, and the family realized gunfire was useless. They were alone. They had no way to defend themselves. Except the creature seemed to shy away from bright light. Whenever a light came on, it seemed like it would hurt their large yellow eyes and the beings would retreat. So the family regrouped in the house, turned all the lights on, because fuck that shit, Mm -hmm. and tried to figure out what they were going to do next. What are these things that are terrorizing them? Is Glenny right? Are they demons? Mm -hmm. Or are they some sort of otherworldly goblin? 
Did the first creature raise its arms to indicate that it meant them no harm? If so, why did they keep coming back and trying to grab the residents of the house? Because remember, mm-hmm. clawing in and grabbing the hair. Why would they do that if they were just here to observe? Mm-hmm. The family had no answers and kept waiting for something to happen. Then they heard scratching on the roof. No. Lucky sprinted outside as one of the children started crying, and sure enough, another being was scrambling atop the house. No. Lucky fired at it, but once again, it floated off into the woods undeterred. Finally, the family realized that there was maybe nothing they could do except to flee. Mm. So they gathered inside the house, waited for quiet to fall outside, and then they sprinted to their truck and drove the fuck into town. Yeah. So, now they're at the police station, and these 12 people relayed their tale to some very incredulous cops. It was just before midnight, and the crew swore that they had been fighting little silver men for hours. They said they had seen around 12 to 15 of the beings and that the gunfire had seemingly done nothing. The cops were flummoxed. They had no idea what was happening at Sutton Farm. They thought the alien thing seemed implausible, but these people were so scared they had clearly woken up young kids to drag them into town. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that people do unless they're serious. Right. So they were concerned about all the gunfire and there was the possibility that the entire party had been drinking to excess. So the cops were like, you know what, we're going to go check it out. So the local police chief called for backup from the state police and military police from nearby Fort Campbell. The local newspaper also got wind of the story somehow and sent a photographer to see what was going on to take some pictures. Mm -hmm. So the authorities, press and the family get back to the house find no signs of the invading force other than the holes in the windows and numerous spent shotgun shells. Weirder still, there was no proof of heavy drinking, and Glennie insisted that she did not allow liquor in her home. Mm -hmm. One officer noticed an eerie glow coming from the woods, but the search was unable to find the source of it. One of the spots where Lucky said he had shot one of the figures seemed to have a weird iridescent stain on it, but no further notes were taken about it. Each person who witnessed the little men was interrogated alone by the police, but they all told the same consistent story, that the house had been besieged by these tiny aliens. Mm -hmm. After several hours of investigation yielded nothing of note, the police left and the family settled in for a restless night. But things were not over. Oh, God. At 3.30 a.m., which is in the middle of the fucking witching hour. Right? Nothing good happens at 3.30 in the morning. Glennie wakes up and sees one of the little men staring at her through her bedroom window. <laughs> That's she, the worst. she screams out to Lucky, and he and Billy Ray once again took up guard with their guns. But when day broke, the creatures left, and the family never saw them again. So, this incident blew the fuck up. Mm-hmm. No one could get enough of this story. There was just so much to do and it was just it was incredible it came to be known as the kentucky goblins the hopkinville goblins or the little men incident so alien enthusiasts and skeptics alike swarmed the farm alternating between trying to pump the suttons for information or accusing them of lying the suttons didn't love this because they'd just undergone something that was very traumatic and Mm -hmm. that left them like permanently altered so they put up no trespassing signs and obviously that didn't work. Everybody's like, fuck your sign. I'm, <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I can't I'm, read. That sign won't stop me because I can't read. Show me the aliens. Mm-hmm. So then the Suttons are like, okay, 
Y'all aren't listening to the sign. So they started charging. They're like, okay, maybe if you have to pay for it, you'll stop bothering us and coming to our house. Mm-hmm. So it was 50 cents to enter the grounds, a dollar to ask the Sutton questions, or $10 to take pictures. And so their intent was to kind of, like, control the hordes who were just descending on their property. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it convinced skeptics that the Suttons were frauds who had invented oh. the whole incident to make a quick buck. Yeah. And what didn't help matters is that I think five of the people who were present during the incident were carnival workers by trade. Mm. So it's a bunch of carnies. It's a weird incident. Mm -hmm. They're now charging for it the way you charge for carnival admission. So skeptics are like, no, no, no. You guys are full. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, the Suttons would change their name for privacy. Mm -hmm. Glennie would sell her farmhouse and move into town because she was more comfortable around people afterwards. Mm -hmm. And JC would become so troubled he could no longer hold down a job. Mm. Copycat sightings happened on and off for several months after the incident, with the most popular one being a group of teenagers that said they saw 10 of the creatures on an athletic field at school, threw some rocks at them, and then watched as they loped off into the darkness. Mm. So... What did they see that night? Theories abound, and nobody seems certain. Mm-hmm. So, it was 1955, as you'll recall, which means we are peak Cold War space race uh-huh. assumption of terror coming from the sky. You know, we've covered this before, why alien sightings were so popular during this time, and it's because everyone was primed to be afraid of the sky because, you know, the idea was the Soviets are going to get us, and it's going to come from the sky. Mm-hmm. One theory kind of nods at the general consensus of, like, shifty space shit is happening because it said that test flight monkeys had escaped from a rocket experiment that crashed in the area. So that would explain the metallic color of their suits, the way they kind of loped, the claw-like hands. That's classic monkey shit. They made the monkeys suits. They did? Well, because they, yeah, they, they were, were astronauts. astronauts. So you put them in a monkeys. Suit. And then they scared the shit out of some people. <laughs> Then you have an official Senate Republican memo that was published by the Senate GOP Policy Committee, and it said that the visitors were simply Democrats that turned green with envy at the popularity of Republican President Eisenhower. And I put in my notes, everything has been the worst for a long time. (laughs) That's ridiculous. But But also, also if this would happen today, 100%. Yeah. Nothing changes. No. No. Like, are you kidding me? Certain people would tweet about, like, oh, it's just everybody being green with jealousy about how great I'm doing. Like, come on. Yeah, seriously. Anyway. Even the officially sanctioned Air Force UFO Investigation Program and Spoop Hour Classic Veteran, Project Blue Book, came to Fort Campbell to look into the matter. But they didn't really do any actual, like, investigating. They Mm -hmm. just kind of checked in, wrote down some witness statements, and labeled the whole thing a hoax. Oh, my God. Like, "Ah, I've heard enough. Didn't happen. Mm. The Center for UFO Studies, which was founded by the civilian investigator from Project Blue Book, undertook an intense study in 1956 to document everything that had happened the year prior at the Sutton Farm Mm -hmm. and concluded that none of the possible explanations that it was a hoax, that it was some sort of publicity grab, or that it was some sort of group hallucination from intoxication concluded that none of that made sense. Mm -hmm. Especially because none of the initial witnesses had a history of telling tall tales. Mm. People were especially rattled because Glennie, the matriarch, seemed so sensible. She was just, she was a country woman mm-hmm. who was born and raised in the area. She'd lived in that farmhouse for decades, and she was rattled. Yeah. 
And she's not the kind of person who'd be like, yeah, I saw a bunch of aliens. Like, totally. There were like seven of them. And one of them was like, hey, babe, how you doing? It was crazy. She's not that kind of person. Mm -mm. Very straight-laced. Yep. So in 2006, Joe Nickel, a senior research fellow of the International Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, reopened the investigation and reviewed all the gathered evidence and found one weak point in the tale. Billy Ray, who embroidered his testimony after probably seeing a small meteor in the vicinity earlier in the day. So historically that day, a lot of people reported that they'd seen a bright flash in the sky and Mm -hmm. astronomers were like, oh, it was just a small meteor that disintegrated. So initially his testimony was consistent with having seen the meteor Mm -hmm. and after being asked several times, it turned into, oh, it was a flying saucer and Mm -hmm. oh, I saw little dudes. But at the same time, like, there was a, I think it was a local radio host in the area talked to everybody who was present. And he was amazed that, like, he got to all of them, like, within the day of it happening. Mm -hmm. And every single one told the same story, even though they didn't have time to coordinate. Right. So. Anyway, so Nickel is like, it's Billy Ray. Billy Ray made this whole thing up. Mm -hmm. And then everybody just got on board because it was kind of group hysteria. They all believed what he told them. And as for the little men... Nickel thought it was a few great horned owls that would reflect moonlight to give them that silvery mm-hmm. gleam. Because great horned owls are about three, three and a half feet tall. Yeah. Their feathers can kind of look like webbed talon hands. Mm-hmm. And maybe they, they have the little just, moon faces. Yeah. yeah. They, they have the weird big eyes that mm-hmm. would glow if there was any light reflected in them. They would shy away from bright lights. And it's possible that the adults were partaking in some sort of intoxication, mm-hmm. saw the owls, and just thought it was something yeah. else. But what about the weird glows that the cops reported? Surely they weren't intoxicated on the job. Mm -hmm. The area is known to have foxfire, a bioluminescent fungus that feeds on decaying wood. Oh. So it would give off this weird sickly glow. Okay, that's awesome, but also, ah, okay. I was thinking it might have been like swamp gas or something. Probably. I mean, it's classic men in black explanation. Right. (laughs) But it was probably like, one, how much would you shit your pants if you saw that out at night? Yeah. Because I would be like, this is why I don't go in the fucking woods. Yeah. And again, especially like in the 50s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you don't know shit about shit. Mm-mm. And you see a weird fucking glowing thing. Forget it. Are you ready for the fun fact that blew my mind? Yes. You know the term little green men? Uh-huh. Because of this incident. <gasps> what? So even though everybody present during the Kentucky Goblins run in said that they were silver in color. There was another story around the time of a Kentucky woman who had seen, like, this large green alien Uh man. And so it got conflated with this story. So you took green from the big guy, Uh little guys, little green men. Okay. So not little silver men anymore. That's how we got the Mm -mm. little green guys. That's how we got little green men. Oh, my God. We'll post pictures of what, like, all of the official inquiries have done their own sketches of Mm -hmm. what they think the thing looks like. If you're familiar with Pokemon, it kind of looks like the Pokemon Sableye, but imagine that if it were, like, silver in color. I love Sableye. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's, like, like creepy. Fun fact, the event was also used to found the Little Green Men Days Festival, which fundraises for the town. Oh, cool. So that's nice. A shiny Sableye is gold. I just wanted to see if there was any, and there was Uh, no correlation. Damn. (laughs) And... If you'll recall, Sasha, do you remember in 2017 when we had a total solar eclipse on the East Coast? Uh Uh-huh. Hundreds of people flocked to Hopkinsville for the event because it happened on August 21st. 
exactly 62 years after the Hopkinsville Goblins made their first appearance. So people thought like, the aliens are going to come back because there's going to be an eclipse. But no No aliens. aliens. But a cool eclipse. But a cool eclipse, which is always spooky. So that's the Kentucky Goblins or the Hopkinsville Goblins incident, which scared the shit out of me. That's bananas. And also, again, listeners, you'll hear at the end of the episode a very well-timed drop of a lamp. (laughs) That scared the shit. It's a very well-timed, like, technology mishap. Yeah, when we were talking about aliens. That's I'm glad it incredible. scared you, too, because I was just like, am I getting weak? Am I soft in my old age? No, but it's it like, scared me, but then also, like, the lamp also scared me. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was yeah. not helpful that, no. that I heard something terrible happen on your end. I think, for me, it ticks a lot of my boxes. You know, I'm yeah. scared of things unexpectedly popping mm-hmm. up in doorways and windows. The idea of being alone in super dark woods and seeing unexplained little things. Yep. You know, stuff like that. It was a lot of little, like, ooh, things are trying to get into the house and they're trying to get you. I don't like it. I know I've mentioned before about, like, the novel Frankenstein and -hmm. how there's a scene of, like, the monster, the creature looking through, like, a window Mm -hmm. pane and you see, like, his, like, terrible, you know, face. Mm -hmm. And, like, for the longest time in 10th grade, little 15-year-old Sasha could not walk past like open or not even open just uncurtained windows at night Mm -hmm. because I would get a glimpse of my own reflection and be like oh it's his horrid visage Uh, and yeah like so that when you're like and then she went to bed and there was thing in her window I was like "Mm, I don't like that that's Mm -mm." so many of my fears yeah I also, when I was little, I was probably in, like, second or so grade, we had family friends who lived in Winchester by Lake Anna, Mm -hmm. and it was, where they were was pretty rural, like, it was in the woods, there weren't a ton of street lights, so outside their house, it was really dark, except for, like, their motion-activated light, and someone had given me The Hound of the Baskervilles to read, I think, because they were like, Courtney's an advanced reader, she'll love this Sherlock Holmes story, but really what made it, it, what it made me scared of was, like, giant fucking, like, monster dogs. Mm -hmm. So I remember being in the kitchen next to, like, the wood door was open, so it was just, like, the clear plastic screen door. Mm -hmm. And I remember standing there thinking, I'm about to see a pair of red eyes just glowing in the woods. Mm -hmm. And it's going to happen, and nobody's going to believe me. I just know it's going to happen. Well, like, my grandma still lives on our family's farm up in Michigan, and... When I traveled up there, like, I think either by myself in 2016 or maybe it was when I was in college, mm-hmm. I was, the weather was, so, no, it must not, it had been earlier than 2016 because it was cold in 2016. Mm-hmm. But I was there for, like, a summer and had mm-hmm. the windows open in the front guest room. Or, or the, rather, I was sleeping in her office. And mm-hmm. her windows, she has, like, the bottom half curtains so that, like, you don't see everything on the bottom. But you see the oh, the, the top no. is open. And yeah. her house is a one-story house, but it's got steps up to it so that, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you really only need the half curtains because if you stand in front of it, no one's going to see you outside of it. But I opened up the top windows to get some fresh air circulating, and all I heard all night was, like, kind of, like, noises. And, like, I was like, I can't 
what is this? Like, are there helicopters? Like, and my grandma lives in rural Michigan. And I was like, there's no city for like two hours. Like, why? Who would fly a helicopter all the way out here unless there's an emergency? And also, why has it been Mm -hmm. hovering for like two hours? Mm -hmm. Turns out it was my overactive imagination. And it was the irrigation system at the farm across the road. But also who runs their irrigation system at night to scare small children? Right. So it was like, it was just idling all night. And it was just like, oh my God. And actually, now that I think about it, I was probably 26 when this happened. So (laughs) I was small children. (laughs) I mean, okay. So I was... I was for sure probably, like, 22 when this happened. Mm-hmm. And granted, I was dealing with, like, a lot of, like, undiagnosed, like, anxiety yeah, issues sure. that I was not undergoing treatment for. So I was basically at, like, the pinnacle of my personal level of crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was visiting my mom. And, you know, the way my mom's house works, she now has a tenant out in the apartment that's attached to her house. I know I've told us about it because of the, the dolls that are out there. <laughs> but, you know, back in the day when I would visit, I would stay in the little attached apartment. Mm-hmm. And I was in bed, you know, it's like, it's dark, it's late at night. And I was just hearing this like, metallic scraping sound irregularly. (laughs) And I had never heard it before. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I was laying there and I eventually got like so spooked that I texted my mom in the house and I was like, I'm hearing this really upsetting sound. Can I come sleep in the main house? My mom was like, it's fine. There's just there. What it turned out to be is her garage has this like, it's like a fan that's clearly set so that like when the wind blows, it circulates air in the garage. But it's like an old AF Mm -hmm. metal structure. So it's just scraping against. Uh, You need WD-40 that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's up high and who cares? Except at the time I was just like, oh my God, God. they're here for me. Yeah. Everything's just worse at night. It is. Yeah. Everything is just cranked up to 11 at night Mm -hmm. just because it's like, well, there could be something out there. We don't know. We don't know. Even if it's a place that you're so abundantly familiar with, it's still scary to go out when it's dark. Right. Like, I live in D.C. You know, we don't get true darkness because there's, like, a shit ton of streetlights and Mm -hmm. there's always traffic and there's always somebody doing something. But even still, at night, it's fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when lights are crashing and you think it's aliens. (laughs) So, listeners, yeah. what do you think about aliens? Email spookbar at gmail.com. Do you have a favorite alien story? Do you have what an alien experience? What do you think experience? about the Kentucky Goblins? What do you think about the Kentucky Goblins? I think for me, what gets me is that skeptics don't really agree on it. And to me, it doesn't super sound like owls just because one of the recountings of it I read said that it was a new moon that night. Mm. Which, like, when there's a new moon, it's dark, dark. right? It's even darker. So what silvery moonlight would the owls be reflecting if there was a new moon? Aliens. Aliens. Yeah, that's what it is. It's fucking aliens, bro. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Generally, I'm on board for, oh, it's not aliens, it's owls. But like for this specific thing, I'm like, I don't know if they saw a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. And owls aren't going to be like one of the recaps of it I read was like, if it were owls, why were they acting like they were curious and trying to get closer to the house? Right. Because if they're owls, they're going to stay away. They're going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, it's another predator. There's bright lights. I'm yeah. going to go in the darkness where I can, you know, eat small squeaky things. And everybody's going to leave me alone. I can mind my own business. But if you're an alien, you're like, but there are alien, things over there that are interacting and I want to go interact with them. I want to check out. And part of me, part of I think why I, I scared myself with this mm-hmm. is... 
I was thinking about how the first one held its hands up, like, mm-hmm. my intentions are good, and they shot it anyway. What if that taught it that's how people behave? So it's like, oh, y'all are hostile? All right, let's fucking be hostile. Yeah, and so I'm going to grab like, your head. I'm going to grab your fucking head, bro. How you like me now? I don't like you now. Don't no, like it. I don't want to associate with no. you. And even the police, one of the policemen was like, these are not people who come to the police first when they have an issue. Mm -hmm. Because these are very rural people. They have a big heaping skepticism for city folk Mm -hmm. and townsfolk. And, you know, they're very much pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, grab the rifle, sort your own shit out. Right. And they're coming straight to the police with the entire family in tow? At 1130 at night? Yeah. Mm -mm. Something spooked him. And so here's... A thought from me, the person who thinks that their their space is big enough that there are living things mm-hmm. out there. However, I don't think they would interact with us. So here's a new thought: they did okay. try to interact with us. Okay, <laughs> we shot at them. And they said, and then I they don't. were like, "Fuck this noise." Yeah, we we don't we don't need this in our life. Like there yeah. are other planets to go investigate, and these people seem to not want to be investigated. They seem to not want us. <laughs> It's like all the self-care advice that's like, stop putting all of your energy in stuff that's not going to return it to right. you. Like, don't put it in things that are just going to sap you. Put it in yeah. things that are going to lift if you up. If something and doesn't you. serve you, leave it alone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So these aliens came and they were like, hey, bros, are you cool? And we were decidedly not cool. And they said, and nope. They were like, we out. This is, I'm out. I'm out of 5,000. This planet blows. They put a big old like space stamp on it that, that was like, this place sucks. Right. Do not return. Because there's like one star. So many things out in space so they're just like sending like one they're you know group ping saying pong. ping ponging and like okay it's we like, have like 20 minutes 20 earth minutes here <laughs> let's see what happens <laughs> right like in about a week i am driving up we're gonna because i'm taking a week off between jobs we're going to vermont and we're gonna go do a ghost tour in albany so maybe next episode we'll do like new england ghosts because that's where i'll be Yay! Uh, i'll be fresh back from it but it would be like you know not everyone on their vacation is going to Vermont, but we are going to Vermont mm-hmm. on vacation. So other alien families were like, oh, you're going to Earth? I'm going to Clip Clorp 5. Yeah. Because Clip Clorp 5 is the party planet, but like, have fun on Earth, I guess. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and then, then they come back from their vacation, they're like, yeah, Earth wasn't shit. <laughs> we should have gone to Clip Clorp 5. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, listeners, so what planet s- would you go to now? <laughs> 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 have you been to Clip Clore 5? Is it as cool as they say it is? <laughs> if Have you seen an alien? If you've seen an alien, you have to tell us you've seen an alien. Or Email tell us, at like, you know, where on the alien mm-hmm. spectrum do you fall of your personal beliefs or yeah. all of that? Because that's Do you not believe in aliens? Do you think they're all owls? Mm-hmm. Or... Are you kind of in the middle where we are, roughly? We're, like, on the positive side. Yes, aliens are real, but have they come to Earth? Eh. And then there's the all-in side. They're real. They've been here. Let's talk about it. Because we did have, you know, at the start of quarantine in America last year, like, within the first, like, two months, the Pentagon released all that, like, UFO footage. Mm -hmm. And our collective response was, we can't deal with this right now. We don't have the emotional energy for it. Just yeah. put that back where it came from. Yeah, just as, like, a brief thought before we end this episode is that mm-hmm. I decided just to do, like, a cursory amount of research, and it's not that deep. I'll save the deeper alien story for another day that we do okay, aliens, because we'll there's a lot of alien. Yeah. There's so many aliens. We'll do them another So day. when 
there was okay this is from may 2021 and this is on nerdist and it's an article that's called virginia beach is apparently a ufo sighting hotspot and basically there was a 60 minutes report that basically talked about that whole thing that they released last year about navy pilots encountering ufos right and that the pentagon having to like make things public but basically in 2008 Eight, the Pentagon assigned this man named Luis Elizondo to the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or the AATIP, where his job would be to collect and analyze information involving anomalous aerial vehicles, or UAPs, so basically what we call UFOs. Yeah. And basically, as this report was detailing, was that apparently it is more common than we thought to see UAPs, and the military keeps finding them. And apparently... <laughs> Very much in the Virginia Beach area. Former Navy pilot Lieutenant Ryan Graves told 60 Minutes that fighter pilots saw strange flying objects there every day for a couple of years. And these UAPs were captured with radar and infrared as well as with photographs. So something was going on in Virginia Beach. In Virginia Beach. What it was, they don't know, but it went on for days. (laughs) Is it, like, still happening? Because we can uh, drive to Virginia Beach. <laughs> right. Um, basically, it didn't say if it landed, like, and this article is very brief. It didn't say if there was any conclusion to the Virginia Beach thing. Yeah. But in 2017, they basically reactivated the investigative department because there was also, like, stu- the UAPs that they saw in Flor- over Florida that they mm-hmm. didn't identify and two navy- naval Aviators shared a story from 2004, and that was, like, never solved. And basically, there were experts starting to leak the videos starting in 2017, and there were also high-level resignations, and people were like, what? So they were like, let's just release it all, because people are going to be talking about it anyway. But basically, none. Like I think we've talked about the UA, this UAP report before. Like that, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily means that aliens are already here or aliens exist. Mm-hmm. It could literally just be tech tests from other countries or tech tests like of our own country that they're keeping hush hush and like pilots yeah. from our military are like, what was that? And the government's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about so, it. So also like. I remember from when we did shipwrecks way back when we Mm -hmm. did Mermaid, I remember one of the explanations for shipwrecks was a weird weather phenomenon that would cause, like, flashing lights Mm -hmm. and, like, huge wind swells. Right. So So there's definitely, you know, there's explanations for things, right? mm -hmm. Like, But there's also fucking aliens. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. And conspiracy theories that are, like, fun and harmless, like, yeah, yeah, fun. But, you know, I don't want to be, like, our government's hiding something from us. No. No, no. no, This is just more like, we, there's shit and we don't Mm -hmm. know what it is. And the government is telling us they don't know what it is, you know? I think we've been clear prior to now Mm -hmm. about our feelings about certain conspiracy theories, which is... People are very fallible. Mm-hmm. And so anything that requires like hundreds of thousands of people over the years keeping their mouths shut, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, of course, we didn't fake the moon landing because one person would get drunk at a bar and run their mouth about it. Yeah. It's like video games and movies and stuff like that. They can't even mm-hmm. operate without leaks happening. Even no. like, like, and that could be teams of 100. It could be teams of 1,000. It could be teams not, of 20. And someone will break an NDA, you know? And they have they have money behind it. Right. Like, 
there's it's not like you know the government which is like every penny has to be accounted for and we don't have like a ton we can throw at conspiracy Mm -hmm. theorists it would be fun if we actually had mib or like a federal bureau Bureau of control or like the x-files but like that shit's not happening most likely you know Are you kidding? We can barely like podcasts (laughs) would exist that are like, I used to work in Men in Black. Let me tell you my experience. There'd be like 30 at least. There would be leaks all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So So, it's fun to like imagine. I love science fiction, but like Mm -hmm. shit's not happening for real. No. No. (laughs) So have you seen an alien? Has someone you know seen an alien? What's your favorite alien sighting story? Yes. Yeah. Like I know we talked about the couple mm-hmm. that saw them the yeah like now i want to go back and re-listen to that episode because like i'm like they're I'm into yeah. aliens man like i have a story yeah. that i would like us to talk about like on another day that we do aliens yeah. because there's just like an abundance <laughs> yeah abundance Maybe of aliens we do a thanksgiving alien episode because there is an abundance oh and we're thankful aliens, for aliens and we're thankful for them <laughs> like not coming and fucking our shit up permanently we, we're thankful <laughs> for them visiting earth and not clip corp five exactly we're thankful that this is their chosen vacation destination you know we need your alien tourist dollars the global economy and all that sorry that (laughs) some people shot at you in the 50s our bad maybe come back although for sure depending on where you land people are probably still gonna come visit us we're chill you're gonna scare the shit out of us but we're nice yeah if you're nice to us we'll tell everyone (laughs) on our podcast about it we'll be like today's episode is sponsored by the aliens from clip corp 5 that came to visit (laughs) see you've been abducted by fucking aliens (laughs) sasha have you been abducted like by aliens like sasha has email gmail.com. tell us your stories take care of yourselves wash your hands And that's Alien for Make Good Choices. We love you. (laughs) Hey there, it's Allison Carter. I'm the host of the podcast, Not Your Little Lady. Each episode features a woman living in the South outside of socially accepted norms. Listen and relate as these women share stories about obstacles they faced and how it feels to come out on the other side. We talk about things that pissed us off, the booze we like to drink, and historical women who have made a difference. Through all this, we explore the importance of women owning their past, present, and future while keeping it light and funny. You can find episodes, which are released every other Wednesday, on most podcast listening apps or at notyourlittlelady.com. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at ladiesofnyll and on Facebook and Instagram at notyourlittlelady. Happy listening, y'all! The body was giving off an eerie silver glow matched by the creature's glowing yellow eyes. Oh my god! <laughs> directly over my computer is burnt out. Oh and my so, like, god, that was bananas! <laughs> oh my god, that was like bad timing! But also good timing! I rigged it to fall at exactly the right moment. And you see a weird fucking glowing thing? Forget it. Jesus Christ. Oh my god, it happened again. <laughs> it uh... happened again. I'm just gonna, you know what, I'm gonna do this. It's not gonna be the most flattering light, but it's okay. It's fine. You still look so pretty. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got to I got to figure out a new solution for this is what I'm that is what good. I'm learning. That is going to scare the shit out of us every time we every tell goddamn time any spooky stories to each other. Until one of us dies and confirms whether or not ghosts exist. <laughs> <laughs>